Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of another Dolphins Podcast. I am Merrick Brave, your host for this episode, columnist for the Finsider, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. And today I'm sitting down with a very, very special guest, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, arguably the greatest running back in Miami Dolphins history, Ricky Williams. Ricky, welcome to the show. Thank you for having or thank you for being on today. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, you know, it's funny. You can tell I can tell you're a Dolphin fan because one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. I'm not saying it's not true, <laughs> but it takes a Dolphin fan to be able to appreciate that. Well, we do appreciate that. And I, I think the aesthetic had a lot to do with it. You have the cool dreads and then the visor, man. The visor is is really what did it for a lot of us growing up. I'm 37 years old. I became a Dolphins fan in 91. And when you joined the team in the early 2000s, you know, right after Dan Marino left, it was like, okay, we have our new superhero and his name's Ricky Williams. Yeah, well, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. So uh, I guess let's, you know, we want to talk about a, a few topics here today. We want to talk about the Dolphins. We want to talk about your NFL career. And then, of course, we want to get into your your cannabis company, Heisman. Um, but we'll start with the, the Dolphins. You know, you've been out of the league for a little over a decade now. Um, and, you know, sometimes you get a little bit, a little bit disconnected from the product. Do you still get an opportunity to watch NFL games during the regular season? I get an opportunity. I mean, one of the things that we've done and you know, one of, one of the reasons that we're talking, um, is part of my brand is it's sports and cannabis. So we, we have a thing called, we, we call Heisman house and we set up opportunities for fans to come watch the game and consume uh, with me so it's been fun and it's been a way to 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 get back into watching football and the way I like to do it with other people so it's been it's been fun that's awesome did you get an opportunity to watch any Dolphins games this past season or or even you know the last couple seasons with the new coach Mike McDaniel at the helm yeah I mean especially watching that offense you know they're, they're so explosive um big plays move fast fun to watch a lot of fun to watch it makes it honestly when i watch the dolphins offense it makes me want to put the, <laughs> the teal and orange back on uh that i think there's a lot of us out there I'll, I'll speak for all dolphins fans that would love to see you back in uniform for this team especially with the difficulties they've had with the the third and short and the fourth and short conversions over the last couple of years yeah my specialty Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the Dolphins had a pretty potent rushing attack this year. Uh, you know, I hate to bring it up, but Raheem Mostert actually broke your your single season rushing touchdown record with the Dolphins this season. He had 18 scores on the ground, surpassing your 16 scores in 2002. Um, how does it feel when when you see somebody like that surpass a, a, a longstanding record that you had with the club? Yeah, well, I mean, I know Raheem, and, and, you know, after he broke the record, I sent him a text and told him, honestly, I've been following his story and to see him find so much success in Miami, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. And it really speaks to the how dynamic the offense is. You know, when, when a running back and a pass-happy offense is scoring that many touchdowns, you know, you know that they're keeping it balanced and that he's, he's showing up and doing his part. And, you know, in these days where, you know, not every running back – Gets to a thousand yards. Um, Raheem's season is impressive across the board. 
Yeah, over a thousand yards rushing, 18, uh, 18 rushing scores, couple receiving scores as well. He had himself a great year. Another back in that that Dolphins offense that impressed a lot of us fans this season was rookie running back Devon Achan. Um, Devon Achan actually had eight hundred yards rushing on only one hundred and three carries this season, giving him 7.8, roughly 7.8 yards per carry, which is the single season record of any running back in the history of the NFL uh, with a minimum of 100 carries. What did you think of uh, HN's game this season, Rick? Wow. Especially you know, before he got hurt early in the year, he was averaging over 12 yards a carry. Just, <laughs> but again, so much in the NFL, really any team in football is really finding the right fit. And, uh, and you know, hats off to the Dolphins scouting staff for finding a good fit at that position um now the biggest biggest challenge in the nfl especially for a running back is staying healthy and i think if if he can stay healthy he's going to put up some big numbers for for a while yeah absolutely he he's considered one of the smaller backs in the nfl obviously helps to uh contribute to his speed do you think it would be beneficial for hn to put on a few pounds this this offseason you know get in the weight room maybe put in put on five ten pounds of muscle to to see if he can be a little more durable in the league i mean muscle helps but but also knowing the game i think one of the things that helped me stay healthy was just experience you know knowing when to go for that extra yard knowing when to fall knowing how to fall some things are freak accidents, but I, I think it's just learning how to play the game. And I think as he gets more snaps, um, and again, adding a couple more pounds, the muscle won't hurt. But but to me, just learning to take care of himself. You know, I think the thing about a football season, it's a cumulative. And I think when we're young, we don't realize we think we're going to be great. But it, it makes a big difference. It's just learning to take care of yourself. Your body has the ability to recover, and it's less susceptible to, to injuries that make you miss time. So we, we, we're looking back on, on the last couple seasons with the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, new head coach, Mike McDaniel, he's considered kind of a an offensive guru. Uh, would you have liked to play under uh, a, a head coach, a play caller like Mike McDaniel when you were playing? Of course. I mean, of course. There's You know, there are stories last year of people spotted him vaping on the sideline. That's my type <laughs> of coach. You know, but but seriously, I mean, you, you can see with the productivity of the running backs this season, you know, well, like you pointed out, like almost 2,000 yards in, in the running game. So, of course, I'd love to play in, in an offense like this where there's a quarterback who's put up big numbers. You got one of the best receiving crews in the, in the NFL. And then, yeah, I would have loved to have been in this offense. Now you mentioned the quarterback. It wouldn't be any Dolphins discussion without bringing up uh, Tua Tungavailoa. He's a little polarizing uh, in NFL circles right now. We we like him as Dolphins fans. You know, we're we're looking for him to make that next step. What do you think Tua can do with his game to take that next step? You know, everybody said, oh well, he well he's he's injury prone, and and this last year he played every single game for the Miami Dolphins. What does he need to focus on this off season to take the next step for this team? Uh, you know, I think the biggest skill for any football player, but especially quarterback, is the ability to improve from one year to the next. And that's something that Tua has shown his whole career. So I think as long as he stays on this trajectory and, and the coaching situation in Miami stays stable, I think Tua's got a, a good shot to be a good quarterback for a long time. That's good. We like to hear that. So, you know, sticking on on the recent news regarding the Miami Dolphins, uh, defensive coordinator Vic Fangio was a one and done 
uh, for the Miami Dolphins this year. He's headed to the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you ever get an opportunity to play against a, a Vic Fangio-led defense when you were playing in the National Football League? And and how did you find that? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm not, maybe. I don't remember what like what defenses he was running 20 years ago or however sure. long ago. <laughs> But you know, but it's, I don't know. I mean, after after we get done, I'm gonna have to go on go on Google and and do a little research to be able to answer the question. Take a look at, and see who he was coaching at the time. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, let's let's get into the topic of of marijuana use and your cannabis company Heisman. You know, we we want to give you an opportunity to to talk about the brand here. When I was doing a little research regarding the company, you had a, a very interesting almost uh almost like an mo of, of of sorts where you're looking to bridge the gap between cannabis use and the stigma behind that and sports can you tell me uh, about the the impetus of Heisman and why that was important for you to do you know well it's it's funny like that that question is more relevant to younger people people that are a little bit older you know they kind of get it you know when i played i got in a lot of trouble for cannabis and it, back then it was, you know, it was devil's lettuce and it was one story, but over the years, slowly the country has changed. People's attitudes have changed and it's, it's made pretty much a one, a 180. Um, but what's still lagging behind because the scars and the wounds of a drug war and something that stigmatized so much is in people's consciousness, even though we're finding it's funny, even we have to say it like this, that we realize it's always been medicine just because for racial motivations and other reasons, it became illegal and a lot of people were persecuted for it. So it just has a, a, a bad rap. And I think the whole point of fame is, at least in my mind, is to use the platform to do something good. There's so many people out in the world right now that are suffering in pain and the only thing they feel comfortable taking to help them feel better, whether that's mental, mental health issues or physical issues are pharmaceuticals that are given to them by the doctor. And for some people those work, but for some people they don't work. And so I feel part of my mission is to advocate for people like myself that find pleasure and healing and happiness and open-mindedness and greater connection and spirituality and greater focus. The list goes on from cannabis. And there's not so many people who have a platform because of the reputation and the stigma of cannabis are too afraid to tell the truth and be honest about how cannabis benefits their life. So I, I thought, what the heck, I'll be an example and put my name out there and do something good for the world. And you mentioned, I've, you know, I've had a lot of really amazing ideas in my life, you know, things that I've done that have really opened up a lot of doors for me and helped a lot of people. And, you know, I had to work my ass off to get it, but a, a good friend of mine that helped open opened my mind was cannabis. And I think that's a, a meaningful story that needs to be told because a lot of people are having those same experiences, but they don't have the courage or the platform to be able to, to talk about them. Do you feel validated with the way that, that the consciousness has shifted within, you know, not even just sports in the NFL, but just with, with the United States as a whole and their views on, on cannabis over the last 20 years, you know, you mentioned it yourself 20 years ago, you were villainized for quote unquote, choosing pot over your NFL career. Um, but now 20 years later, it, it's become a, a much more socially acceptable thing. The NFL themselves, they've, they've lowered, uh, the fines and the suspensions and stuff for, for players who do test positive for marijuana use. Mm -hmm. 
Do you feel somewhat validated in a way and somewhat like a pioneer as somebody who led the way in that regard? Oh, hundred percent. Definitely feel like a pioneer validation, you know, um, not so much because I was never looking for validation. You know, I was just trying to be happy and live my life. It's funny when I was a kid, I was a really good student in, in school. We learned about America and the land of the free and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in at the end of the day, that's all I was doing. You know, unfortunately, people didn't understand at the time. But, you know, I feel like what I stand for and what I stood for then is really part of the American dream. So I, I don't know. I feel like a pioneer because I'm actually living it and, and sharing my truth and hopefully inspiring other people to do the same. Um, but definitely, I, I've, I've embraced the opportunity to be a pioneer. When I I had a coach, uh, Mac Brown, and he said, if what you do on the football field is the greatest thing you've ever done in your life, you guys have all failed. So I've always had this voice in my head always telling me I have to use this platform to do more. Never thought it would be cannabis, but you know, here we are. I, I genuinely though I do I do think you have become a pioneer and, and you have you know throughout the last two decades it's taken a while but you have made it more socially acceptable um, you know just to share a little bit uh, of my own story uh, I suffer from insomnia and as a way to self medicate uh, a few years ago about five years ago I was drinking very heavily every night drinking alcohol taking sleeping pills. Uh, and as a result, I, I had gained a lot of weight from the added calories and, and my blood pressure was extremely high due to that. And, and a friend of mine said, well, why don't you switch over to marijuana and you can use a strain called Indica and, and that will help you fall asleep at night and you won't need to drink as much as you are now. And it should help you health wise. And so I switched from literally uh, roughly eight shots of vodka every single night to essentially put myself into a coma just so I could sleep. I switched over to, to an Indica vape and from, and I'm not joking from day one, from day one, it knocked me out. It allowed me to rest, get a deep sleep. Since then I've lost 30 pounds. My blood pressure has completely normalized and, and, and is regular now. Uh, it, it's been about four years since I made the switch and I do credit my marijuana use with my with my health resurgence and 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 the fact that I'm no longer at risk of having a heart attack before I reach the age of 40. So um, being a Dolphins wow. fan all my life, I was able to wow. kind of reach back on your experience and say, well, you know, Ricky has always been such an advocate for this. And, you know, it sounds silly to say, but if if it works for Ricky, it could work for me. And so, you know, with with the help of my friend and and being able to reach back on your experience, it, it did help me as well. So, do you, do you find that you know, obviously, marijuana has helped you in many ways? Do you find that there are other people in your circle that have been inspired by you to use marijuana, and it's been a, been beneficial to their health long term? My mom, you know, my mother's a great example. She, you know, she I'm not, I think she's being serious, but I can't tell. But she wants to start a brand <laughs> called High's Mom. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, because she's had a she's had a lot of um surgeries and you know her back is really messed up and she's saying and she's noticing that there's a need out there that for a lot of older people who are dealing with a lot of physical pain, pharmaceuticals are, are kind of the only way they have to go. And she's finding so much so much better relief and so much improvement of the quality of her life through cannabis. And that's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I would buy a, a strain called High's Mom. I really would. That would be 
<laughs> That'd be really cool. But, uh, you know, speaking of Heisman, the reason I have you on today, you're going to be doing a, a meet and greet at a dispensary here uh, in my hometown, uh, Moline, Illinois. Um, I live directly across the river in, in Davenport, Iowa, where it's actually not legal to possess cannabis, but in been in Illinois it is. So most of us kind of just take a little hop, skip, and a jump across the river. Say, and... I think a lot, of, a lot of people that I see are going to be coming, coming across the border. <laughs> yes, sir. I imagine that that'll be the truth. Um, you know, you've been doing a number of these meet and greets lately. You know, are, are fans allowed to bring you know, stuff to get autographed and take photos. That's with the you. best part. You know, how does it work? That's the best part. I mean, really, I'd say half of the people are really cannabis fans. The other half are collectors. And for me, it's fun because the collectors, is a lot of it's their first time in a dispensary, you know? And I kind of mess around with them and, you know, try to get them <laughs> high. But, um, <laughs> no, but, you know, it's just an experience. Kind of like you said before, this is the part that is bridging the gap between cannabis sports and so many times we have negative connotations of of cannabis and our and athletes and so i like to show up with a big smile meet meet that really is a meet and greet meet people shake their hand have a conversation and help normalize cannabis right a lot of people in their lives they get it but there's people close to them that don't and so i think when you're around other people it kind of you feel proud of yourself and you don't want to hide anymore and to me, that, that's the most powerful thing for me. It's just not living a life where you have to hide the things that are important to you. That's awesome. So you've mentioned, you know, you've been very open in the past about your social anxiety disorder diagnosis. Uh, do you feel when doing these meet and greets that that being able to use your product, Heisman, helps you when you're meeting all of these new people? Well, I don't I don't. See, I don't see cannabis that way as a treatment. For me, the treatment of social anxiety is... There's something about, and I'm not sure if you've had this, if you've noticed this yet, there's something about consuming cannabis that allows you to get more in touch with what's on the inside. Absolutely. And so a lot of the times the source, well, all the, most of the time, if not all the time, the sources of our anxiety are just unresolved stuff on the inside. And we stay so busy in life that we don't ever attend to those things. And so I, I notice after work, I go home and I consume cannabis and I call it self-psychotherapy. I'd get in touch with those parts of myself and I'd work it out. And as I did that, the social anxiety disappeared. And I'm, and, the, I'm just really comfortable with who I am because I know myself on such a, a deep level because of the hours I've spent, you know, doing self-reflection. That's fantastic here. Well, again, Ricky Williams, uh, it's been an honor and a privilege to speak to you. One of my favorite players of all time, one of the greatest Miami Dolphins of all time. Um, you will be at Revolution Dispensary in Moline, Illinois, this Saturday at 10 a.m. You'll be signing autographs and, and, and spreading the word, getting the word out about Heisman cannabis products. Um, if people are interested in learning more about Heisman products, wh where, th where should they go? Heisman.com, H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N.com. I've got a bunch of cool information on there. Check it out. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again for joining me today, Ricky. Uh, again, it was an honor and a privilege. Um, I will be there on Saturday. I'm going to come check it out, maybe get a, a football oh, or a helmet autographed by uh, Mr. Ricky Williams. So I'm looking forward to that. But again, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Rick.